Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Dave Smith. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. It's Wednesday, June 29th, and we're the podcast that updates whenever there's news, all day, every weekday. Here's the latest. The January 6th hearing yesterday afternoon was full of bombshell revelations, but everyone is still talking about two moments in particular. Cassidy Hutchinson, the senior aide to Donald Trump's former chief of staff, said that when the Secret Service saw people with assault weapons at Trump's rally before the crowd mobbed the Capitol building, the president demanded they get rid of the metal detectors so they could get a bigger crowd. I was in the vicinity of a conversation where I overheard the president say something to the effect of, you know, I, I don't effing care that they have weapons. They're not here to hurt me. Take the effing mags away. Let my people in. They can march to the Capitol from here. Let the people in. Take the effing mags away. The other bombshell moment was how Trump apparently lunged at his head of security in the presidential limo when security concerns prevented him from joining rioters at the Capitol. The president said something to the effect of, I'm the effing president, take me up to the Capitol now. To which Bobby responded, sir, we have to go back to the West Wing. The president reached up towards the front of the vehicle to grab at the steering wheel. Mr. Engel grabbed his arm, said, sir, you need to take your hand off the steering wheel. We're going back to the West Wing. We're not going to the Capitol. Mr. Trump then used his free hand to lunge towards Bobby Angle. And Mr. when Mr. Renato had recounted this story to me, he had motioned towards his clavicles. The U.S. Federal Trade Commission is suing Walmart. It says the company isn't doing enough to prevent scam artists from demanding payments through its money transfer services. You know, scams like those creepy, your grandkid was just robbed, send me cash. Walmart collects fees on each transaction, and the FTC says its policy for years was to issue payouts even when it suspected fraud. U.S. health officials are stepping up the response to the monkeypox outbreak. For starters, they're now recommending vaccines for anyone who has been near an outbreak, not just men who have sex with men. Health officials also say they're going to ramp up testing. There are over 300 monkeypox cases in 27 states, but officials stress that the overall risk for casual transmission is low because you need prolonged contact with someone who is infected and showing symptoms. Ernst & Young was just handed the largest ever fine for an accounting firm, $100 million. The penalty comes from the SEC, which says there's been rampant cheating among Ernst & Young employees taking CPA exams and continuing professional education courses. We're talking hundreds of people here. The director of the SEC's enforcement division said in a statement, quote, It's simply outrageous that the very professionals responsible for catching cheating by clients cheated on ethics exams. Today and every day, we're updating the refresh from Insider as news happens. So check back whenever you want to know the latest. Coming up, we talk to TikTok star Ian Paget. The changing world of hybrid work offers new possibilities. WebEx enables them with an open platform and many integrated partners like Notion, Unifor, and SalesLoft. Powerful partnerships power hybrid work. Visit apphub.webex.com. WebEx, working for everyone. 
A possible rift in the Western Front against Russia has been repaired. NATO member Turkey has officially dropped its objections to Sweden and Finland joining the military alliance, so now the path looks clear for them to join. The three countries reached an agreement to address Turkey's security concerns. Finland and Sweden both resisted joining NATO during the Cold War, but decided to apply after Russia's invasion of Ukraine. It's not just us. Europe is struggling with inflation, too, and central banks are caught in a historic dilemma. They can either prioritize fighting inflation or focus on steering the economy away from recession. Halim Bullock edits Insider's 10 Things newsletters, and he says European central banks may raise interest rates next month. Otherwise, central banks run the risk of the current steep price rises becoming a permanent feature of our economies. Uh, nobody wants that. It's a sticky dilemma, and as time ticks by, recession fears continue to grow. One thing is for sure, I don't envy the decision makers at central banks. Serena Williams returned to the Wimbledon court yesterday for the first time in a year, and, uh, you know, it didn't go so well. She lost a grueling three-hour match to Frances Harmony Tan, who ranks 115th. Afterwards, reporters asked the 40-year-old Williams if this was her last time at Wimbledon. Um, that's, that's a, that's a question I can't answer. Like, I don't know. I feel like, um, you know, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows where I'll pop up? Williams said she trained hard to recover from an injury last year, but she wasn't ready for such a long match. After three months and nearly 2,000 candidates, a jury has finally been chosen to decide on the sentencing of the Parkland, Florida shooter. He's already pleaded guilty to killing 13 students and three staff members at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in 2018. The jury of seven men and five women must now decide if he gets the death penalty, which requires a unanimous vote, or life in prison. Abortion clinics in Texas are now allowed to perform some abortions after a state court temporarily blocked a ban. When the Supreme Court struck down Roe last week, all abortion clinics in Texas shut down out of fear of prosecution. This news will allow them to start up again, but only for women who are within the six-week gestation period and only for a short period of time. A separate law, Texas's so-called trigger law, will go into effect in the next few weeks. That will ban all abortions in the state. If you've been on TikTok the past couple of years, you probably know Ian Patchett. He rose to fame in 2020, making videos with his then-boyfriend, Chris Olsen. could have given me more kisses today. Uh, you could have given me more kisses today. You're in charge of your mouth. I'm in charge of my mouth. So if you want to... But Chris and Ian split in a very public breakup earlier this year. And now Ian is making a name for himself without his ex. Emails, emails, emails. Pretend you're Miranda Priestley. Well, if you were Miranda Priestley, you probably wouldn't be writing your own emails. Emails. I chatted with Ian last week and started by asking him what it's like having a romantic relationship on display for millions of people to see. God, um, it's hard. The beginnings of it was really fun. And then, of course, like anything, when it becomes work, mm -hmm. there was a schedule to it. And it became it became something that, like, I felt I, I, I couldn't handle correctly. Like, I was just like, oh, I'm not equipped for this. I wasn't, you don't go to school for this. No one tells you that this is what's going to happen. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty. I would say I would have liked to have maybe appreciated some of the more, um, just some of the moments we had that 
felt like work, but that also you miss now. And I miss them. Mm. What was it like going through a breakup so publicly? (sighs) It was terrible. I wouldn't wish it on anyone. And um, having to put out a statement and while you're processing your own feelings still and processing the very private experience um, is is probably just one of the worst things I've ever had to go through. It's just like so intense. So we're now chatting at kind of a pivotal moment, perhaps, in your career. You're trying, and you've said it, you know, I think you said it recently in a video, you're trying to find your own voice um, on TikTok, on social media, as a person outside of a relationship. What's up, guys? Join me as I go on a little artist journey. At least that's what I'm Why calling. does airdrop never work? It never works when I need it to work. It is Pride Month, and I was thinking I wanted to share my coming out story. It's so like- what is it like to navigate this new point of your career as, well, an influencer? It's been really fun, rewarding, rocky, vulnerable, scary. Sometimes you feel I feel like... Uh, I am not a very rigid person when it comes to like, I need to post a video every single day. That's just not how my brain works or my spirit works. So, uh, you know, it's like telling yourself you're enough, you're okay. And whatever work you do, which is the best work that you'll do, hopefully is good enough, you know? It kind of feels like an actor leaving a successful show or a sitcom and trying to branch out on their own and saying, I am a person outside of Cheers or Sex in the City. Yes, totally. It's it's like it's like share after Sunny and Share, and you're like, wow, she really <laughs> she really reinvented herself. And so I'm in I'm just in that place of like finding my joy again. And I'm hoping you are share in this example. <laughs> I, I I think I'm share for <laughs> sure. Um how has managing this new stage of your life and managing all the attention affected your mental health? It's so funny before this all happened and this year, like I, I, I've never felt like I needed therapy more than I had have this year uh, because I really did need help and language and some shepherding around the experiences I was having. And it's kind of ironic because I am on, I'm an, I'm an influencer now, content creator added to my belt, which I love and, and is a very cool thing. But I also am really conscious of how much our lives are on this phone and how I really need to put it away. So I've kind of made sure that my priority is being present wherever I am and then not making either social media or TikTok specifically my end-all be-all in terms of where all of my energy is going, you know? There are a lot of young people out there probably listening right now who want to do what you do. They want to become influencers in TikTok and YouTube, on Instagram. What would you tell them? I would warn people about just wanting to be on TikTok and influence without tending to other gardens first. That can help color and shade in you and your personality and like essentially what you want to share with the world. The content creating is is no joke. Um, so you just have to be ready to put in some time and, and, you know, see how that goes. Well, Ian, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. You as well. Thank you, Rebecca. This was so fun. 
Make sure to follow The Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. You can also just tell your smart speaker to play The Refresh from Insider podcast. I'm Dave Smith. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. Talk to you soon. Thank you.